0: Going through the struggle is going to be your greatest victory because it's what God does in the process and in the outcome. This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, worship teams, worship leaders, university members, what is up? It is so great to have you back. Happy 2020. It is so great to step into this newness of what God is doing for the year and praying that in your worship ministry, the way that you lead worship, your church, your family, that everything is off to a great start and you're entering into what God has for you and your next step in your journey. We're so glad to be with you. My name is Brandon Dempsey here with the Worship Team Training Podcast. We appreciate and thank you guys so much for downloading and uploading us into your device, your playlist, wherever else. Thank you for subscribing to Subscribing to the worshiping training podcast members what is up we're so great to have you thank you for following all the events guys you can go to wttu.co slash events let me say that slower wttu.co slash events guys you don't want to miss out on this great sale that we have coming up for you and being a membership, uh, you wanna check out later in the broadcast, I got more specials for you. For now, let's go ahead and jump right into it. What is starting off for your 2020? So for worship ministry, uh, let's talk about this. What do you have going on for this year? Hit me up, brandon at worshipteamtraining.com, and email us, let us know what's going on with your worship team and what's up for you. Now that we're here in 2020, Newness has begun. God has taken on a great step and leading us into where he wants us to be. So what does that mean for you as a leader, as a worship team? You know, we've come through many battles, haven't we, in 2019? If we were to do a quick in uh, year-end review, what would it look like for you? Where did you start? Where did you finish? What was your journey along the way? What were the obstacles? What were some of the things that really um, you felt like maybe you either jumped over the wall or you hit the wall? So many of us have gone through the highs and lows and it's dealing with everything from um, the hiccups in ministry, working with your own team, people church, I mean, you name it, there's so many different things. Uh, maybe you've gone, uh, this year for you, you've undergone a big sound system change. I know um, one of our campuses have undergone that, and it was quite the, um, yet uh, the struggle and victory at the same time. Maybe for you, maybe you're in the process of switching churches, maybe you're switching pastors, maybe you're switching worship team members. And so as you go through all of these changes, especially now that we're into 2020, where do you think God has called you to end up? And I really, you know, most of you can maybe identify, I really don't like New Year's resolutions because I know that I'm not, well, I'm, I'm probably capable, maybe, but am I willing to keep up with those resolutions? So I say, for me, I just stay realistic, and I try to stay consistent. Set the goals, but stay consistent with the goals. And what do those goals mean for you at the end of the day? Because if it's for something that maybe you would just like for others to see how well and how successful you are, maybe that's not the reason why you should be doing the resolutions. But if it's to better yourself, and it's to better what God's given you, that's completely different. I think that we are all responsible and taking responsibility and pride, let's say in a a godly sense, pride in what God's given us to be happy, to be content, to take care of, to be responsible for. Uh, These are all things that we should be looking at. But what about when things fail? When we look into like New Year's resolutions, 2020 to the next year, it's easy for us to think about all the high goals. But what about when those goals don't become reality? What about when we find struggle and pain along the way? Did you know that going through the struggle is going to be your greatest victory because it's what God does in the process and in the outcome. Now, Nehemiah had a very similar experience. I love doing this message on Nehemiah. I've done it years before. We're going to be diving into chapter four. This is the part where this is the part where Nehemiah faces opposition. Israel faces opposition in building the wall. You have this uh, terrible king. You have these terrible uh, nations that are around Israel, and uh, Tobiah the Ammonite in verse three is the one that is really just. He sees the. He's just in indignant anger. He sees Israel trying to build a wall. Now this is after if you if you uh, know anything about Nehemiah, Nehemiah is a prophet called by God, just like all the other ones, to call Israel back to the Lord God, to be restored back as a nation, and to stop following and to turn away all false gods. So what's interesting about the story though, is that Nehemiah is in the Attempt and mission to build the wall around Jerusalem to protect Jerusalem. So, this guy was not only a leader of the people, and some might even reckon him as a a worship leader because he is not just um, maybe not, maybe he's not a musician, but he's a leader of worship in the sense of trying to protect the praises of God. So, if you will understand Nehemiah was called by God to govern and to be the top national security for Jerusalem, for Israel. And in doing so, you have people that are worshiping God in Israel, right? You have the Jews that worship God. So Nehemiah is called to protect that. So we can say that it would be like those of you in your church, that you have men and women that stand front at, at the doors of the church that watch for security. We live in a very uh, interesting and challenging, and yet there's joyful times, victories, but there's also a lot of heartache and tragedy that's happened around the world and in our country in America. And we have had, just like what we see overseas, there have been uh, everything from uh, national um, scares of, Uh, local, I would say, local threats of active shooters. There have been those who uh, victimized the church in many different ways. And we don't really talk a lot about that here in the church because we like to keep things at bay. Like, well, no, this is, you know, we're not going to talk about the bad stuff. We're just going to only talk about what's good and holy. You know, I think it's only biblical for us to talk about how God's people have been attacked in shootings, in other forms of victimization, because we see it also in the Bible. So if we have men, women, that are protecting our houses of worship, it's no different from what Nehemiah was doing. We live in very uh, different times, but the human heart change uh, never changes. Yet, you know, we, we do change through time. We do change according to... Uh, what's happening in the world, but the human heart stays consistent either in sin or either in walking in, in Christ. And us as Christians, as worship leaders, our goal should be that we are walking deeper and deeper and stronger and stronger each day in the Lord Jesus and worshiping him. And this is something that Nehemiah was doing. This is something that Nehemiah was very, very keen and interested in But let's jump back to uh, verse 3. We have um, Tobiah the Ammonite who was at his side and said, he's talking with other people that are looking at the Jews and seeing how feeble they are. And he's saying to his friends, um, what are they building? Even if a fox climbed on top of it, he would break down all the walls of stone. So he's making fun. He's basically saying, you know, uh, their their defense their defenses are so weak even animals can topple it. Now that would be like us today that saying that you know um, our uh, our churches are so weak that anybody can just walk in and do what they want. Now I believe that we are not to be that way. I believe that we are to protect our churches and we are to protect God's people. There is a very significant responsibility and role into that if you are a worship leader or a pastor you try to protect people from uh, in giving them tools of understanding what is in the world to how to defend evil but yet also how to minister to people that are in it and to love them through it that right there is you can say that would be like a spiritual defensive wall trying to bring aid to other people another type of defensive wall would be how would you help others in the church that are going through difficult times? Maybe they have a different kind of wall and you're trying to help them to either strengthen um, boundaries or uh, strengthen their, their spiritual well-being. We have other um, events that happen around the country that maybe, I mean, I know churches that don't have uh, very strong Uh, significant defenses and yet there are crime there's crime there's gangs outside of their church doors and what do they do to protect it's easy for us to think well nothing will happen inside my church but that's exactly not what nehemiah was thinking because nehemiah saw all the destruction around and here he's got even enemies taunting him and um, he's you know witnessing and so nehemiah says this In verse four, he says, Hear us, O our God, for we are despised. It says, he says, Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in the land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight. I mean, that's pretty strong. He's saying, God, don't look away from the bad that they do. I mean, I don't even know if I would pray about that of my own enemy. It says, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders, meaning them. So he says, so we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height, for the people worked with all their heart. Nehemiah not only called upon soldiers to help build the wall, but he also called on the families. That means the wives and the children too. Everybody was at work. He goes on to say that they were taking night watches and day watches, standing at guard. And there were threats all the way around. What are some of the threats that come to you within your ministry? Could it be other people? Could it be people within your church? Could it be people within your worship teams? We like to think that no, that doesn't happen. When we're in 2020, Brandon, we're stepping into all things new. Yeah, maybe you're stepping into all things new, but other people may not be. And the things that God has called us to build There are people that want to refute you. There are people that want to stop you. There are people who want to get in the way, and they don't want to see God's will happen. They don't want to see the provision of God prevail. They don't want to see God's victory happen within your community. Think about the greater area of where you live. Not everybody wants to see or know who God is, but it's our mission to love them anyway, regardless so Nehemiah's is going through all this struggle and so i love when you when you read through all this he's talking about how the enemies they 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 see us right when we're coming and they're ready to kill us when we're at work so can you imagine trying to putting yourselves in nehemiah's shoes and his people could you imagine trying to rebuild a wall with all these heavy stones, you have these primitive tools, maybe small tools, working with large rocks. That's a that's a hard job within itself. You don't have things like you know Gatorade, and you don't have machinery to help you through. You're working with you know wood, iron, rope, and very very um, old old way of living because that's how they lived. But could you imagine adding? Another step to it by people trying to kill you as you work. Isn't that much like what we're doing today? There's people that maybe don't want to kill us physically, and I pray even in this program uh, that no one's being threatened. Um, I read about, we read about together, the the recent shootings of back in December, one um, that happened here in Texas, uh, those that have happened um, across our country. And it's very heartbreaking of um, what has happened. So I'm praying that physically, no one is being harmed during this time. And we pray that for any time. But you know, the same is true when people try to stop us emotionally, even physically, spiritually, and mentally. How are you to build what God's called you to do when you're in the face of opposition. And that is what Nehemiah's deepest quest was. He was being attacked on every side. His own men and women were being killed. He's having to use children to work. I mean, could you imagine in the rain, in the 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 beat bearing down sun, all the elements in between, and they're having to work for their lives to survive and to stay alive as they do it. I don't know any job like that today except being in the military that would have that kind of demand but this is what they went through but check this out verse 13 nehemiah is getting smart he's a smart man to begin with but he says therefore i stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall and at the exposed places because the walls had gaps and they were trying to fill them posting them by families with their swords spears and bows so he's seeing all of the not opposition but Opportunities to fill certain voids in the wall, and he's having to station other people while he sees the enemy behind him coming around. It's almost like it just never stops. Does life like that feel that way to you? Maybe you wake up one morning and you think, man, things are great, but then all of a sudden a bill hits or bad news or something from your family or something from your church, and it just hits your gut, and you're like, oh, man, I was not... Counting on that, and you think you're getting around that corner, but then there's more bad things that are coming. This is like it was for Nehemiah. I know that there's times when I started out, and even through my own ministry right now, I think that man, things are good, but then all of a sudden, you know, either yeah, nothing like with Nehemiah, right? But in today's time, it could be anything from man, this person was not acting wise in the worship team and man you had this church member over here that was doing a b and c uh the sound system goes out um something's going on with the pastor and i can't figure it out um planning center's not working i mean again these are you know very uh light excuses compared to nehemiah's day but for our day when we're going through it it may feel like a big threat of the wall like what nehemiah had faced but this is what i love in verse 14 if you're if you got your Bibles, And you want to look at this with me. Nehemiah chapter four, verse 14. You got to mark this, highlight it, look it up in bible.com and highlight it there and annotate it. Nehemiah says this in verse 14. After I look things over. So out of all the things that Nehemiah has gone through and knowing what his people was, what they were working through, he says, after I look things over, he says, I stood up And said to the nobles, so he he looks over, he stands up, and now he's going to proclaim something. This better be good, Nehemiah, because we're fighting for our lives and we're dying here. What do you got to say that's so important? He said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, he says this, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord. Ah, that changes everything. He goes on to say, Who is great and awesome. And fight for your brothers, your sons, and your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Why can he say that? Because he looks at God as being great and awesome. Instead of looking at the terrible mishap of the wall and the enemies and saying how that may be terrifyingly great or negatively awesome in my mind he's looking at god saying god is greater than all god is more awesome than all i don't care how many blocks of bricks that may be tumbling how many men and women that may have been shot down i know that god is greater than all those things and that those people did not die in vain and that's the reason why we are going to stand up together and fight this evil this is exactly what god has called you and i to do no maybe we don't have bow and spears We're not after people physically. I pray that that's not the case. Um, But we are in what Paul says in the New Testament we are in a spiritual battle. We do war against the principalities of the air, which is evil. How are you arming yourself daily? Are you spending time in worship leader? It's not just worshiping and leading music and people on Sunday morning, it's about the battle that you step into daily. And you begin that with God. How are you beginning your training, if you will, for the battle that is ahead? Because if we're not in the Word daily and worshiping daily, training for the battle that's out ahead, we're already defeated. So maybe 2020 needs to take on a different perspective. When we go on through the rest of Nehemiah, we see that the wall is built and Nehemiah is strong, offers sacrifices to god and praises to his name for all the hard work and what god has done through them but chapter 4 is significant to me because it shows the both end. it shows the hurt it also shows the healer it shows the pain it shows the helper it shows what was brought down but what god had built back up so you had this disparity all within one chapter and When you look at the rest of the Bible, the Bible is pretty much that way as well, either from chapter to chapter or from book to book. We see God's grace and his handiwork from the beginning to end. Worship begins with God. Worship is beginning and the end with God. So again, how are you spending your time with him? What maybe ministry visions need to change? Now that you've heard this message today, what is it that God is doing within your in your heart now that you feel twenty twenty maybe that you thought in one way when you're beginning your plans, maybe it's changed and morphed, and now it should be changed into something else that God has called you to do something that's greater than maybe the smaller goals that you're setting. Maybe God is wanting you to dive deeper into a larger well of knowing who he is. I believe that's what God is doing. You wouldn't be paying attention to this episode right now if that wasn't the case. You wouldn't be concerned about it. I know that I am. So how is God leading you into worship daily and preparing spiritually for all the greater things that God has to offer? Hey friends before we continue with the conclusion of this podcast i just want to invite you to our university program worship team training university you can find it at wttu.co in that program for membership we have access to give you to 800 pieces of articles and video content for training for your worship ministry and development of your team and for your personal practice time We have videos on instructional music for voice, guitar, keyboard, other instruments. We have special guest interviews from very well-known worship leaders that come on to share their heart, their experience, and their ministry background to help empower you Look through the unlimited webinars we have, downloadable tools, ebooks, and there's so much more. You can try us out for a free membership uh, by going to the homepage, wttu.co. Also, you can just sign up for a. Uh, what's coming out soon is a free trial, that would just give you the basics of getting our newsletter and updates from time to time, and rotating articles that we have for a special. But you'll be blessed by becoming a full Transform member to receive all unlimited content and downloads for your worship ministry. So So in conclusion, when you think about the way God has equipped you and called you as a leader, just like Nehemiah, if you look at it from the broader perspective, let's take 10 steps back. Nehemiah is just a single man, a man just like you and I, who is feeble, broken, fragile, he sees heartache, He sees torment but his faith in his heart and mind and spirit says yes but God is greater and God is awesome he's saying this guys Nehemiah is speaking these words about God to his people right in the midst of their terror. Right in the midst, when Nehemiah is trying to plan certain sectors of people to be there and to replace those maybe who have been killed and shot down, Nehemiah is making these preparations and then he's saying this in the heat of the battle. He's saying, God, I really believe, I really believe that worship is, and the battle is being won. The battle is being won as and when we worship God. I really believe that we're fighting our battles just like um, the great song that, that came out of Upper Room, uh, Fight My Battles. I really believe that when we are on our knees worshiping, bowing our hearts in adoration and praise, we are fighting battles because we are saying who is greater, who is more awesome, who is more important, who is more to be extolled than any other being, than any other thing in the whole universe. And when you think about things clearly, this life is so short. 2020 is gonna go by in a split second. What do you have to show for it? Very much like when the Lord Jesus comes back for us, what will you have to show? What will you have to say to God as you were to follow him in the battle and to build what he's called you to do? What would you have to show? And what would your life look like? If you can see that vision ahead on now, versus where you are today looking back. You're gonna have a greater future and your hope is what Proverbs says and Jeremiah 11:28 28 says, 29 says, you will not be cut off. Your hope will not be cut off. So I pray worship leader, pastor, team member, that as you're going through trials right now, here in 2020, that to know that God is greater, that God is more awesome than all things, even at the times when it hurts, even in the times of darkness, God shines his light even brighter. The lightness becomes brighter when it's in the darkness. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for this time. I pray for blessings of each person who's watching and listening here in 2020, that you would fill them with your vision, that you would um, establish them in the faith and root them into your word, that they may become strong in battle, rich in mind and spirit and heart. And may you call your men and women to do these great things and to go out and walk within them. We thank you and pray for these things in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Worship Team members, I love you. Thank you so much, members, for being here as a member of WTTU. And also, we invite you to check out all that we have to offer here. We'll see you back next time here at worshipteentraining.com, the Worship Team Training Podcast. We love you. By the way, if you're listening to us by iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, elsewhere, thank you so much. And we invite you, would you please give us a five-star rating? And the way that what you've heard from today, share a comment and most of all, share this with a friend, please, somebody who needs to hear this message today. We love you. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you back next time on our Monday morning podcast. We love you. See you soon. Bye. This has been a Worship Team Training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship we'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com